Gabriel Mastanet, how are you? You're listening to Hara Eternal Lab. This is a live broadcast today. It's uh, July 15, 2015. And we're actually standing in the days of Ben Amitavim. This is the second week um, from, two, from three weeks of the Ben Amitavim. And we ask ourselves, why we reach this time? This time, this is Chazal says, it's Zaman Pur Anot. This is a time, a season that actually uh, more dangerous things may happen from these from these three weeks, much more than other times. And Mishenichnas Av Memaatim Besimcha. On this Friday, it's going to be Rosh Chodesh Av. And the halakha says that we have to um, to reduce the happiness, the average happiness we have all over the, the week. And uh, I think that this time we have a special value to inheriting to our children these days. I know that maybe you expected me to speak about in the vacation, what we call the Nibla Chofeshagadol, the time that school actually closed, and many, many kids who are not going to a summer camp, um, living in a house with their parents 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it's not so simple. So, Bezad Hashem, um, in the second half of this radio show, uh, I will try to say a few words about um, the Chofesh Agadol, the, the time that kids and parents living together in the same house much more than usual. But first of all, I would like to attend to speak about uh, a few words about the Benamitari. We know Chazal says that there was one rabbi and his student, his Talmud, and they went together down the street, and suddenly they saw a wild animal dead on the road. And it was very, very stinky. Many, many fires around it. It was very disgusting. So the Talmud told to his rabbi, Rabbi, let's get out of here. It's stinky. Look what an ugly, what, what an ugly, wild animal. But the rabbi looked at his student, and he told him, and he told him, look how white are its teeth. It means in Lashon Chazal, Chazal comes to teach us that you have two options to take a look about something. You can look at a negative way. You can say, oh, it's so stinky. But you can look at the small point which is still white. Look how excellent whiteness it has in the feet. So in these days, um, everybody around us actually always dealing with the bad things that happen in the world. And 
we always increase and we post the bad things that happen to us. If you heard about some tragic accident or car crash or airplane car crash, you know, it's conquered the all headlines, the entire headlines in the world. But don't we notice that most of the things that actually going up to the headlines is just the bad things? And what about the Gizarot to vote? What about the good things that happen to people? And it's so many, but nobody takes care of it to post it to put it to, into the headlines, nobody know about it. And I think it's, it's a little bit of Chilul Hashem. If we want to be Mekadosh Hashem, we have to advertise the all good things that actually happen to many, many, many people. And this is a matter of Chinuch. When you creating your holy atmosphere, and you want it to be positive. First of all, it depends on you, the parent. What is the interpretation you give to the events that actually comes to you? If you see someone knocking on a door and ask for a donation, and you give him something, but when you close the door, you say, oh, those snores so horrible. Oh, they have so much money, much more than me. Why do they ask? Why do they come to ask from me? Their little children actually well aware of that, and they start to develop towards you. They start to develop the perception of the world that someone who asks money is just using me, and they start to develop negative view, negative vision all over the world. They don't trust people. They don't like people that not going just like them. And many, many bad things more. And we as a parent have to be well aware, well aware of it. You know why? Because in the atmosphere, in the house, bad atmosphere, Negative atmosphere will develop bad personality. Negative personality of the kids. And if, if you have a positive environment in your home, so you raise up a positive personality. And this is Badukumenusa. This is so proof and so famous. We're not needs to any um, evidence for it. We all know that someone who grew up in a home with a negative atmosphere, with a bad view on everyone, is going to be nervous personality. He's going to be negative personality. He will see the dark side of the world only. But some parents who see everything just as good, all the people are good around, have positive view, positive vision into the world, 
many, many chances they will raise up positive personality. And this is very, very, very important. Now, I would like to tell you a story, a little story, especially for this um, time of Venomitarin. And look what positive uh, view can do, actually. Well, I heard this story many, many years ago from uh, Rabbi Zonenfeld, the chief rabbi of Rehassim settlement. And he said that he heard it from the Rabbi Azriel Tauber. Rabbi Azriel Tauber is a rabbi, a Spanish rabbi, a lecturer. He gives many, many lectures around the world. Now he lives in Jerusalem, but in the past he was living uh, in America. And once he had a really huge convention that he had, uh, he's supposed to participate there. And he has to give the main lecture, you know, the major lecture of this event. So he had to take a flight from New York to Los Angeles because the convention was in Los Angeles. So he went to the airport, JFK airport, and he waited for coming up to, to, to board the, the airplane. Then finally, the speaker says, we're sorry, we apologize, but the flight's going to have a delay of, of 30 minutes. All people around him start to get nervous. What? What do you mean? 30 minutes is a lot of time for me. And each one of them was so crazy. 30 minutes delay. But the rabbi of Jill Tauber sat in his bench and he, and he just opened the little Yamara that he had in his hand. And he held it and just kept learning inside the little letters. 30 minutes passed, and suddenly the speaker says, we apologize, we really apologize, all passengers, we have more 30 minutes of delay. At this point, he says, people getting crazy, and they yelled, and one of them told, I'm going to sue this airline. What's going on? What's going on here? One hour delay, it's not normal. Each one and his clicks. But Rabbi Azriel Tauber opened the Gemara again and looked into the little letters and he stayed calm and relaxed. Just like nothing happened. Among those nervous people, there was one who looked like a professor, who looked like a very important person. He was a bald head with the golden glasses on his eyes. And he was one of the most nervous people around the rabbi. And the rabbi realized that every single minute, this professor takes a look at this rabbi and it seems that that rabbi make him <laughs> more nervous. But the rabbi didn't, didn't care about it. He just looked at the Gemara and kept learning. One hour passed, and suddenly they say, we're sorry for the delay, but we have 30 minutes more of delay. 
I, I can't imagine to you what happened there. But the rabbi still opened the Gemara and looked into the little letters very calmly, just like nothing happened. In the end of this story, the delay actually was for three hours. People were out of their minds, but the rabbi stayed calm and just took in the Gemara within three hours. And then, finally, they said, okay, we started boarding to the, uh, to the aircraft, and they departed. Now, you know, in the airplane, you cannot choose your, uh, your seat. You have, uh, on your ticket, you have that, the, the seat you have to take. And from the Shamayim, it happened that the rabbi sat directly next to this professor, the nervous, the most nervous person there, with the bald head. And then they sat together. And after the departure, the rabbi opened the Gemara and still kept reading from the little letters. He noticed that that man sits next to him and don't like it. He always take a look at him and turn around and staring him. Then the rabbi see that he cannot concentrate in daily mood. So he closed the Gemara and he approached him and he told him, Tell me, what do you have in your stomach? Tell me, what do you want to say? You want to say something? I saw you all over the way. You look at me, you're staring me. Tell me what's going on inside your heart. And then the bullet head told him, Look, there are two options. Maybe you are an angel, or maybe you are a boring man with no destination. And he told him, What are you talking about? He told him, Look, I will look after you all over those three, three, um, three hours. And then he said, we apologize, we have 30 minutes delay, 30 minutes delay, one hour delay, three hours delay, and you not care. You're just very interesting in your storybook. What's going on here? Are you boring? Do you have something to do? Even the most boring person in the world, when he has a delay of three hours, is getting crazy. And you stay calm. But the other option, maybe you are an angel. I don't know which one of them is the truth, but for sure, it's not normal. Then Robert Azrael Tiger smiled and he told him, look, let me to explain you a few things. I am a Jew, as you see. And the Jewish people accepted the Torah from the heaven 3,000 years ago. And this Torah is not just an intellectual uh, material that you can learn and be smart. No. This is Torah Chaim. This is the way of life. 
And when we learning Torah, it actually impacts us. And we stay calm in any situation. It makes your soul be calm. Because I know that everything which happened in the, in the world is guided by Hashem. It's controlled by Hashem, and Hashem is watching me. He's watching every step of me, and He will never leave me alone. Then, the bold head told him, Look, if you're so close to Hashem, to Gosh, maybe you have the answer why Hashem did it to you, why you have to delay for three hours. He loves you. So why he did it to you? So the rabbi smiled and he tells him, and he told him, look, I don't really know why, but I know one thing for sure. So if Hashem did it, Hashem has a good reason to do that. And despite the fact that I don't know the reason, but Hashem knows, and I trust Him, because He is my Father. And the only one you can trust Him, totally trust Him, is your Father, because He born you. He knows you. He loves you. He will never forget you. So, I have no questions. And even if I don't really understand why, I believe there is very good reason for that. We finished the conversation, and each one of them just thought, and the rest of this flight, and then they landed in L.A., and before they landed, the rabbi told me, can you ask me, maybe I'm just boring man, and I have nothing to do. I just want you to know, my name is Rabbi Adriel Tauber and a very, very famous lecturer in the Jewish world. And I have a great convention in Los Angeles. But as you see, I'm not going to make it. So that I have to cancel this event. And anyway, I take this one because tomorrow maybe they will try to make a, another convention. And you know when they have a great event that canceled suddenly, not many people will come tomorrow, but I do my duty. So I come to L.A. So don't think that I'm a boring man. I have something to do. The time is really important and expensive to me. But the fact that I stayed calm is because I know that Hashem did it to me, and He has a good reason for that. The aircraft was landed, and they separated, and they didn't met again. Fifteen years later, Rabbi Azriel Tauber was invited to Jerusalem to give a lecture, a great lecture. And the show was full with many, many people. And he gave the lecture, and in the end of the lecture, Many, many people come to, you know, to shake his hand, to ask for a to ask for something. 
suddenly a great rabbi with a long beard and a special frock and hat of hat of the rabbin with a very respected look. And he shaked his hand and he told him, Rabbi, Rabbi Israel, do you know me? Rabbi Israel looked at him. He looked so great on the with the Hadrat Panim and so special with sock and a special Rabbanim hat. And he told him, no, I don't think I know you. And he told him, do you remember that 15 years ago, you had a real great convention in L.A., and there was a delay of three hours, and the rabbi said, yeah, I remember that. How couldn't I forget it? I, I couldn't forget it. Three hours delay, yeah, it was horrible, but what you have to do with it? And rabbi tell me, do you remember there was one professor with a book head that asked you many, many questions, and, and he was so, uh, so nervous because of the delay. Do you remember him? Yeah, I remember him, but how do you know about it? Look, do you remember that he sat next to you um, in the aircraft? Yeah, I remember. But how do you know about it? Bye-bye. It's me. The rabbi was in shock. What? It's you? You're not really the same? Look, Rabbi, I want to tell you. Maybe I had a look of a girl. But believe me, I was a Jew. I'm a Jew. My father was a girl, but my mother was a Jew. So I Jew. And I saw you in the real time. And I saw many, many people around getting nervous, including me. And suddenly I saw one person stay calm with the real truth calm. It was unbelievable for me. I couldn't stay on it. And when I asked you on the earth first, how do you stay calm and you explain me about the Torah that you get from heaven? And it impacts you so strong. I told to myself, I have to check it out. What is the matter of Torah? Because I'm Jew also. I don't want to miss these things. So I came to my house and I told this story to my wife and my two sons. And then we decided that if the truth is by the Torah, we have to check it out, and we registered ourselves to Seminary of Arachim, and we had many, many, many questions. It was not so easy. But after a few seminaries, we showed that we got answers for every single question that we had. Then we said to ourselves, if this is the truth, we have to go with the truth. So we made Aliyah, immigration, and then we came to Israel. I was 
start learning Torah, and my both of kids went to the yeshivot, and my wife, she is a great doctor. She made Chazarabi Tshuva. And Rabbi, I want to tell you something. In the last week, I celebrated the Siyum Hashas. I finished the old books of the Torah of the Shas. And I want you to know, it's all the merit of you. The rabbi was so, so, so excited. And, and then suddenly the rabbi told me, do you remember what you asked me on the aircraft? And he said, what? And Rabbi Azriel told him, he asked me, if Hashem likes you because you the Torah, why Hashem made three hours delay? Why Hashem did it to you? Do you remember what you asked that? Yes. Now you got the answer? Hashem delayed a whole aircraft with 200 passengers for three hours from New York to L.A. just for you. Because he wants you to be impressed with me, to look at me, to ask me questions. Hashem made that you will sit right next to me. You asked me the questions, and you were so impressed. Hashem did it all for you, just for you, that you will make Hazarabi Tshuva. At that time, we didn't know why. But I told you that I believe that if Hashem did it, he has some good reasons for that. Now, you really understand the reason? It was all just for you. Dear listeners, a phone number for text messages, 347-927-8398. That's 347-927-8398. Three nine eight. If you want to call in or if you want to share your stories with us or your questions with us, a phone number for calling 718-683-5858. We're going to a small vocal break and we'll be right back with you with the Chinuch issues. Stay with us.
Many, many, many uh, commands of this uh, touching story, really special story. And I think that we have to learn from it that even if you see someone that he looks so far from Torah and mitzvot, every Jewish soul has faith and hope to make Hadarah B'Tshuva. And if Hashem says, it means that Hashem doesn't want even the most evil people to get died. He just wants them to make Hazarabi Chuvah and to stay alive and to stay in alive. That's what we actually ask from Hashem. And to look at a positive uh, angle of each one of actually going around us. And if we embrace this attitude, the kids are not stupid. They see that, they absorb that, and that's the way, that's the way they start to grow up, that's the way they're growing up, and that's way they will raise their own children. So it's very, very, very important. Well, I got a question this week that um, they asked me if it's good to tell the kids stories of missing, of miracles. Um, because they're actually saying that miracles are not happened all the time. So if I tell to my child many, many stories about miracles, miracles of the tzaddikim, Baal Moistim, and suddenly she will start to develop a hope for that, and it won't happen, maybe he's gonna, he will feel so, you know, it's breaking down. So, if it's good or not good. Well, I think that uh, the answer is very simple. The stories we tell our children should not be on miracles. The focus, not be on miracles, the focus has to be on hashgacha, watching that the world is not Hesker. That even if you mean to take one penny out of your pocket and instead of penny you to get out a quarter, it's including our, under the, the title of Yisurim. Hashem calls it pain, sorrow. We know that Yisurim Memalkin. If someone experiences sorrow, 
in his life, it's actually cleaning him for the next fault, for the Ulamaba. It's cleaning him from his sins. And we all know that. So the Gemara asks, what's actually called sorrow under the title of sorrow? Even if you meant to pick up a pen from, a po- from your pocket, and you pick up a, a quarter, it's also called, it's also defined as a sorrow, as Yisurim. And everything is under the Hashgacha of Hashem. Everything is under Rosh washing. And Hashem is watching us, and He's watching every step of us. So even if you had an experience of sorrow, it's also in the account, the spatial account of you. This is your own challenge. We really have to know as, as adults, we have to know that each one of us has a spatial challenge path. A spatial challenge problem that Hashem fit to us, especially to each one of us. It's very, very individual. And if this is the path of my life, I have to go through it with many, many amunah and many, many faith and hope. That's, that's the meaning of Kaveh El Hashem, Chazak Yahamet Yudecha Vekaveh El Hashem. It's double Kaveh. What does it mean Kaveh? To keep the hope, keep hoping from, for Hashem, for Hashem the help. Kaveh in Hebrew, it's like Kav. Kav in Hebrew, it's a line. A straight, long line. It's Kav. Kaveh Hashem. Just try to create a line, a strong, straight line from you to Hashem. With no barrier on it. We know any barriers on it. Just try to clean up all the barriers. They try to make separation from you and Hashem and Kaveh Hashem. You have to create a clear line, a straight line. No circle in this line. From you to Hashem. And after that you did it, it's not enough. One more time. You have to to brace this line every day. Don't forget of it. Well, the listeners, I think that if we tell Tadikin uh, stories or miracle stories to our children, don't put the focus on the wondering uh, miracle. It's not a point. The point is that Everything's always under the Hashgacha of Hashem. Hashem is watching us, and He actually managed all this great world. Well, the listeners, uh, one more question. Uh, we actually now in uh, the three weeks of Benamitzavim, and the child really wants us to buy him something new. Do we allow to do that? So first of all, we have the halakha. The halakha says, um, 
Shulchan Aruch says that the meaning is not to buy new things that usually we say Barachad Shechianu or something that makes us so happy. Do not make a purchase this time, but from Rosh Chodesh, from Rosh Chodesh, which means this Friday, until after Shabbat. But I would like to say a few words about the educational side of things. When your kid actually wants something, and you cannot buy him just because of the halakha, in one hand, it makes him sorrow. It makes him, you know, to hate the halakha. Just because of the halakha, he can buy something to me. So he started to develop rejection for the concept of halakha, of the Vah Hashem. He doesn't like it because it's bothering me. I want you to buy it to me, and you don't buy just because of the halakha. I don't like it. But on the other hand, maybe he internalizing the value, the strongness of the halakha. The halakha is so important to me that I don't buy you something even despite the fact that you deserve to get it, but I don't give it to you because I want to keep the halakha. Maybe the child, the child will uh, inherit the value and the importance of the halakha. So how we can handle with, with these vocal signs? Well, look, I, I would like to explain it. When we're talking about myself, okay, as a parent, but let's say that I want to buy a new car and I have a great opportunity to do that, to make the deal. And my kids in my house are actually always hearing my phone calls that I talk with my friends and I'm talking with uh, um, people around me about the new car because it's very important to me and I want to buy it. And finally, when it switched to the deal, Finally, I say, oh, no, I cannot buy it today because it's Rosh Chodesh Av. I cannot buy anything right now. But you're going to lose the great deal. I, I'm not talking about the halakha right now. If there is hafad meru, there is not hafad meru. This is not a halakha lesson, okay? So don't take any halakha from me. I'm not the one to get halakha. There are many, many great Zerbonim. Ask them. But... I just want to give it just as a, an example. And suddenly my son sees that I gave up, I skipped this deal, despite the fact that I could earn much money just because of the halakha. Then my son starts to internalize the value of the halakha. The halakha is so important to me that I just gave up for great deal just because of the halakha. It's very important. It's very important, and it actually makes my child internalize 
the value of the halakha. But when it switches to him, when he actually experiences suffer uh, uh, from it, this is a problem. Because he's not available to internalize the value of the halakha because he has a personal negative experience because of the halakha. So he starts to hate the halakha. So, when it switched to him, we have to tell him, we have to tell him that, look, I can't buy it to you because I don't think that I can do it right now. Don't make the linkage to the halakha. Try to put the focus on some other reason and believe me, I trust you, you will find a true reason, only a real reason. Don't try to just made up something. It's, it's not going to work. Because we have to keep being honest in Chinuch. It's very, very important to be honest. And to take the true way in the relationship between parents and kids. But you can try to find another reason why... He's not entitled for it right now, or I don't want to buy it right now. Look, it's Rabbi Hashem in the next month. I don't know why. I have no ideas right now on my mind, but you have to find something, okay? And totally focus on a real other reason. Don't make any linkage to the halakha. And it's not uh, uh, just by these three weeks of the Benamitarim. Benamitarim is just an actual example. It's all over the life. If your son asks for something, and the real reason is because of the halakha that you don't going to buy him, or you're not going to let him to do something, try to find other educational, educational reason for that. Try to get it. And put a focus on this reason. Don't make the linkage to halakha. That's it. But when it's reached to you, to your personal life, then when you avoid from doing something that you really wanted it, just because of the halakha, it has very, very, very um, great, great lesson for your kids. Uh, well, they're listening to our phone number for your text messages with your questions. The phone number 347-927-8398. That's 347-927-8398. If you want to call in, our phone number is 718-683-5858. We're going to another musical vocal break, actually. And we'll be right back with you and with your questions. So stay with us. Thank you. 
1-800-944-944. Your questions you can send me all over the week to abrahameducation at gmail.com. Also, I'm inviting you to visit my website. My website address is abraham-across-barzillai.com. abraham across barzillaia.com slash ENG for the English website. Well, thank you, dear listeners, for your questions. Um, thank you to Iran Jacob for taking care about the technical side of uh, this radio show together with Yitzhak. And a great thank to Mr. Mr. Navarro, the manager of this radio uh, station. And thank you, dear listeners. And Rav Hashem, May Hashem will build the Beit HaMikdash, and we will be all together in Jerusalem on this Tisha B'Av, on the great happiness of the Yehudah. By then, as Hashem, be in peace, and all too will be next week, same day, same hour. <laughs>